Hello everyone, my name is Tim Kitson. I'm a high school English teacher, trained to mentor resident educators in my state. I love the idea of helping new teachers find their way in this profession, this calling of teaching. So I created this podcast to offer encouragement, tips, and motivation for the rookies out there, saving the world one student at a time. Let's get started. So, what are we doing today? It's the classic question that students ask. Educators have the responsibility to know exactly what students will be doing in every lesson, no matter how shaky the details may be. People respect a prepared leader. This is especially true in the classroom. Students smell weakness in a lesson plan like sharks smell blood in water. The teacher must have laser focus on the day's objectives while also being flexible in the pathways to achieve them. What exactly do you want to teach? New and inexperienced teachers sometimes think that they have the freedom to present whatever content they deem valuable to their students, which is far from the truth. Just because you saw a cute and inspiring puppy video on YouTube doesn't mean it's worth 30 minutes of class time. Distractions not carefully monitored are risky for students. Many fields of study have national or statewide standards like the common core state standards in education that can help you decide what skills your lesson plan should develop. There's also a likely professional organization for your content area that outlines best practices to model. These standards can help you zero in on the purpose and scope of your content choices. A teacher should not teach Catcher in the Rye simply because it's an entertaining story for teens. Instead, the teacher should choose the text because she can plan activities that teach skills outlined in the state standards. Takeaway. Have very specific goals you want to accomplish in your lesson, but be flexible in how you achieve them. Let the standards guide you and your decision making. You are listening to this podcast perhaps because you're trying to prepare a lesson you'll eventually teach. Presumably you have a grasp on the concepts you want others to know. In teachers' enthusiasm for lessons, they sometimes get carried away and run out of time to accomplish everything they planned. Conversely, the underprepared teacher fails to recognize the weak spots in their lesson plan and ends a lesson too early, leaving top students feeling shortchanged. If you want to end class early to look like a good guy, don't. The students in class made sacrifices to be present, and you owe it to them to effectively use the time. 
Heck, even a disinterested high school freshman rolls out of bed to show up to school. Make class worth his time. If you insist on ending early, do not give up more than 10% of your total class time. Doing so will undermine the lesson's value in the eyes of the students. Consider this. If a teacher wastes one minute a day in a 180-day school year, that teacher will have wasted three hours of time by the end of the year. Make a lesson plan that accounts for every minute of class time. When students are engaged, they won't be too desperate to get out the door. Takeaway, time is money. Don't waste it, no matter how much your students might want to get out early. Don't talk about it, be about it. Everyone involved in the lesson you're planning should have a specific job. It's not enough for the teacher to plan his own words and actions and expect the students to just listen. Learning is active and dynamic. Giving students a clear task to complete at every step of a lesson keeps students on track with the teacher's vision of success. Here are some go-to moves that students everywhere appreciate. Quick writes. Students journal for 5 or 10 minutes about a specific prompt related to the lesson. These usually are more universal and reflective in tone. Elbow partners. Classmates turn and discuss a question or idea with the people they're sitting around. Guided notes. Students complete worksheet-style notes that have some content blanked out for them to fill in. This helps students anticipate content to come in the lesson and stay on track during lecture. Think, pair, share. Students contemplate an idea on their own, pair up with a partner and discuss, then share their ideas with the full class. Interactive whiteboarding. Students use whiteboards and markers to take notes and answer simple questions. They hold up their whiteboards to show their work to classmates. Group study guides. The class works together on a shared document like a Google Doc with several sections to complete. Gimkit and Kahoot. These mobile-friendly quiz games allow teachers to generate questions and students to earn power-ups and in-game money for the questions they get right. These active lesson ideas keep students engaged and the content being presented. Takeaway, always evaluate what the teacher and students are doing at every step of the lesson. How will you accommodate students with special needs? Whether you are a classroom teacher, a manager, or a specialist that needs to conduct training, you will likely encounter people who have special needs. When most people hear the phrase special needs, they think of people with disabilities like autism, Down syndrome, or severe medical conditions. But Experienced teachers know that special needs are far, far greater than those diagnoses. How might a lesson plan need to be altered to accommodate someone who just broke their leg? 
Should a teacher assign a poem about death to a student who lost a parent to suicide? Might a teacher find a workaround for a blind student to be successful? Frankly, it's very challenging for teachers to know all the struggles their students may have, so it's a good teaching practice to be flexible with the students you serve. Accommodating everyone's needs might take extra time and energy on your part, but you will be a better teacher for it. Takeaway, be flexible and accommodating of all students' needs whenever possible. There are rare cases when accommodations go too far and become hurtful. Do what is necessary to accommodate your students but do not water down or compromise final results. How do you know students learned what you taught? That's right, champ. You have to make sure your students actually learned something after completing your lesson. The smiles and high fives don't count. Experienced teachers these days often use two types of assessments to find out what students learned formative and summative. Formative assessments are low-pressure, ungraded checkups that may or may not be recorded in a gradebook. Common formative assessment activities are thumbs up if you get it, thumbs down if you have questions or don't understand. Write down three questions about something you've learned. Fill out an exit ticket some kind of short submission showing something students learned. Three, two, one. Say three things you learned, two questions you have, and one application of this lesson in other aspects of your life. Finally, games like Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, Hangman, and others related to the topic of the lesson. Summative assessments are the real deal graded assessments that check students' deep understanding of the content. These tasks include reflective essays, multiple choice tests, projects, presentations, inquiry-based research, panel discussions, and art projects. Teachers should make careful choices about when to use each type of assessment in their lessons. Good teaching is to let students self-monitor their progress through formative assessment. Only once a student demonstrates mastery should the summative assessment take place. Finally, be good to yourself. Keeping all the details of a good lesson together is challenging, even for experienced teachers. Use a lesson plan template, take notes, Write down and reflect on revisions you made during the lesson and what you want to do differently in the future. With all that in mind, good luck and go get them. Thank you for listening to this podcast. The content you heard was created in part for EDTL 6340 at Bowling Green State University. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and do not necessarily reflect those of my employer or BGSU. Thank you again for listening.